Well, folks, Shaw, Jerry Adams, Arish, Augusta Shilligan, Morris Grago, Will Shibsha, Gumoy. We had a very, very good event uh, last Saturday week ago down in uh, Monaghan when friends from far and near gathered in the Four Seasons Hotel for a special testimonial event for our old friend and comrade, Quivine O'Quillon. Mary Lee McDowell was there, along with other leadership figures, and Mary Lou reminded us of Quivine's long and distinguished life of activism over many, many, many years. It was also an opportunity to thank Bridge, Quivine's wife. It's not easy being the partner of an activist, but Bridge is a Republican and an activist in her own right. And her family before her, her mother in particular, was a wonderful woman. And so was Quivine's, and Quivine was very, very mindful of her, like the rest of his uh, siblings, up until her uh, death. So, Guru Moy Agulf. And Clan O'Quillan Aleg Akuharaha, the Bridge August, the Queen Foster. Alex Maskey and Paul Maskey were down from Belfast, Angus Osnodic, TD was up from Dublin, Rose Conway Welsh was there, uh, who else? Chris McManus, MEP, over from Sligo, Rose Conway Welsh is from Mayo and other dubs and people from all over the 32 counties. TDs, councillors, activists, friends and family. I've known Quibian for a very long time. He's one of the great stalwarts of Sinn Féin. His leadership during the Unger strikes of 1980 and 81, in particular his role as Director of Elections in Kevin Monaghan during the anti-hate blocks campaign of 1981 were crucial and securing the historical action of hunger striker Kieran Daugherty. And the Daugherty family were there in the four seasons. Also, Quabian has remained in close touch with them over all the years. Michael and his wife Betty were there and Terry was there. And Michael said a few words on behalf of the Daugherty family. Now we'll go back to the election of Bobby Sands and Fermanagh South Tyrone and the success of Big Duck and Paddy Agnew and a prisoner candidates across the 26 counties. When you think of it, that helped to transform Republican politics on this island. And after that general election, when Doc, when Kieran was elected, Quibbing threw himself increasingly into electoral politics. And one day, Martin McGuinness and I travelled to Mullingar, where Quaveen worked in a bank. And we asked him would he come full-time with us. And he pulled the bank door closed behind him on the Friday and strolled into the unfortunate office in Parnell Square on the Monday to become general manager of that paper. And he was once asked by a journalist why he left his job. His job was, you know, pensionable and well-paid and so on, steady, respectful and respectable. But anyway, Quibian said, I got tired of counting other people's money 
So I decided to do something useful for the change. And in the following years, he and others in Cavan Monaghan built on the dramatic 1981 win. The vote for Sinn Féin gradually increased, as did the number of local councillors. By 1997, there were 10 councillors belonging to Sinn Féin and Monaghan. And when the general election was held in the South that year, there was a hope that we would improve our electoral performance. We stood in 14 constituencies. Now, those were difficult times, hard to relate uh, to it and to give a sense of it all. But the IRA cessation had ended in the early, in early 1996 and Sinn Féin had been excluded from the talks at Castle Buildings in Belfast. But in Cabin Monaghan there was a huge sense of expectation, of possibility. And an addition comrade from the North worked furiously in that campaign. The, the, the credit goes to the electorate and to the local activists, but it was a national effort. And I was among those who was in and out of the constituency. And the locals, including Quaving, set a gruelling pace. Two days later, in the count at Coothill Comprehensive School, the atmosphere was electric. And just before 3pm, RTE was reporting that we might, just might, be in contention for the fifth seat. Saxon 31 may have gone, but the old habits in the state broadcaster, or as it refers to itself, the national broadcaster, die hard. The result was announced at 4.30. There was a hush as the first figures were read. 11,531. And before another word could be said, the place went wild. Quaving had topped the poll. There was jubilation in Kevin Monaghan, but none at all in the political establishment. Labour Party leader Dick Spring described the result as worrying. Although, maybe he was thinking of his own constituency where Martin Ferris had come close to taking the seat down in the kingdom. And the establishment media were beside themselves with many attacking the result. And that's a trend which many continue up onto this very day. For Quibian, it was the start of a very different and challenging journey. He took his place in Leinster House as a lone Sinn Féin representative, the first to take his seat since the 1920s. He fought many battles there against the political system that was determined to marginalise his efforts to raise Republican politics. And Quibian was one of the best parliamentarians in the place. And he worked and was ahead on many issues from Sim Fizzy to and his, and his on, ongoing efforts on behalf of women who were very badly let down by the health services. He was a pioneer in getting work done. And uh, so to this day, he, he has stepped down from public office, but continues active in the party and in Kevin Monaghan. And that's why the party is ahead of all the other parties in the Oireachtas. And in the North, that's why we're the largest party. That success is a result of the hard work and leadership of comrades like Quibine O'Quillan. So thank you, Cara, and thank you, Bridge. I had a busy social 
week last week. Quaving's event and Bridges' event wasn't my only social outing. Shane McGowan has published what some have described as his first ever art book. However, that doesn't do it justice. It's a wild mixture of over 3,000 poems, photographs, sketches and paintings. And it's called The Eternal Buzz and The Crock of Gold. And it includes self-portraits and handwritten lyrics of almost two dozen songs, including early versions of lyrics from the Pogues, or for the Pogues. And there's even some cocktail recipes. The event was held in Richard Corrigan's restaurant, the Park Cafe in Ballsbridge, and Richard describes Shane as the London Irish we always wanted. You set the flag in the stone for everyone to follow. Your songs will be sung forever. And never was there a truer assertion. Your songs will be sung forever. The room is packed with artists and journalists and actors and musicians and photographers. And the limited edition, this this wonderful book, it's, it's very graphic, let me warn you. Uh, phallic almost. Uh, Victoria Mary Clark, Shane's wife, describes it as pornographic in points. But she she created this and, and she salvaged and she saved and she collected a huge amount of what were mostly scraps of paper that now make up this internal buzz and the crack of gold. And uh, as she explained to those present, she's by nature a hoarder. And Shane put his own description on it when he described the book as his dirty laundry. He was very lucky that Victoria has been mending him all this time. And Ireland and our culture is lucky that we have Shane McGowan to bring his wonderful art and his music and his brilliant songs to us. They're works of genius. I remember way back in 1972 when I was 23, being stopped in Dublin by the special branches. I left the Sinn Féin office in Kevin Street and they pushed me in the street and one branch man gave off about Pierce and Connolly. Rebels, he said, but where did it get them? And you ones nowadays, sure, you're only the dregs of the bucket. And that, that phrase, you're only the dregs of the bucket, stayed with me. And it is like a line from Shane's uh, songs. You're a bum, you're a punk, you're an old slut on junk, lying there almost dead on a drip in the bed. You scumbag, you maggot, you cheap, lousy faggot. And when he describes the, uh, the folks on the old main drag, in the tube station, the old ones, who were on the way out with dribble and vomit and gravel and shout. So I had been invited to uh, recite one of the unpublished poems, Alcohol Abuse, and I was honoured and pleased to do so. So back to the uh, Branchman away those many, many years ago. Shane is a rebel, remains a rebel, and I, for one, am very, very thankful for that. So here we go.
out of my brain. And suddenly my world was free of pain, out of my brain, and I didn't think I'd feel that good again. But I could, and I would, and I did. You've simply got to choose between alcohol abuse and a slave's blind vision. She's sitting in a corner, look at her fake and die, steal her pills and money, and then I realise there is no life in her vacant eyes. She's tranquilized in her vacant eyes. She's hypnotized. Is she coming back? I want to be with her. I've seen them talking on television about alcohol abuse. It's got a princely Egyptian rhythm. Alcohol abuse, alcohol abuse. In her vacant eyes, there is no life. She's hypnotized. She's tranquilized. So I'm going to choose alcohol abuse, alcohol abuse. That's shame writing about the people who usually don't get a mention. Go to Mila Margaret, Akara, and I think we'll go out with Shane and the Pogues, Sally Mac Lanan, Ogus Gunyurian Tal Levsha, Chiefy Mela Kudjije, Arisha Rish, and Shakton Shaw Hugging. Togubogwe, Kula Bula. Sign him a song. 